Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Claudette, and just saying happy Tuesday to everyone. God is a good God, and he kept us. I'm so happy just listening to all the testimonies and how the Lord woke his people up from different parts of the world. He's just an untimed God, an awesome God. And uh, this week has been a trying week so far. Um, we just continue to ask you to pray for us. Um, we have been flooded with individuals that need to be delivered and it's overwhelming uh so please bear with us you know i'm receiving many calls and i cannot take them there's just too many uh can't at all so pray for me and hopefully we have a list with some people that needs to be prayed for and we're working through the list and um you know, if we call your name and you're not around, then we have to move to the next name. So it's a little bit difficult, but hopefully at the ending of the fasting, we'll be able to present some of the requests before the Lord and do a general prayer of deliverance where God's people could be delivered once we have the faith and we're trusting in Him. Um, just want to reflect and the reading that we had um, been going through for the reading for today. I know some people woke up and you read it already, and it's about prayer, privilege of prayer. I think we're at page 64 to page 68. And if you haven't read it yet, but I'm going to go through some quoting from it just to help some of us who don't really have the time to go through it. Uh, it has been really inspiring going through Step to Christ. And the name really suits, you know, Step to Christ. One step closer to get to know him. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father in heaven, great God, we are so grateful and thankful that you love us, that you care for us, that your love is more than we can think. Thank you, Lord, for such being such a loving God. As we open up your words and your encouragement, be with us, be with every soul that is listening and everyone that you will just encamp around us and help us to take 
all of this privilege of prayer to pray and to commune with you. We just want to say thank you. And may your words, Lord, go forth like with power and touch every heart. We just want to receive this word from you now. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Praise God. Okay, so if you go to the chapter, I'll be reading down. It's hard to tell you what paragraph I'm at. But I'm going to just go through some things here. Just bear with me, scan with me, follow me. Okay, the first line says, Through nature and revelation, through his providence, and by the influence of his spirit, God speaks to us. I hope we heard that. Through nature, his providence, by his influence of his spirit, God speaks to us. But these are not enough. We need also to pour out our hearts to him. So we need to do something to be closer drawn to God. And that's the privilege of prayer. Taking the opportunity to go to God in prayer. And if you look down to the same chapter. It says, we must have something to say to him concerning our actual life. It's not only praying about everything else. He's trying to develop a relationship. The next chapter says, prayer is the opening of the heart to God as to a friend. Not that it is necessary in order to make known to God what and what we are, but in order to enable us to receive him. Prayer does not bring God down to us, but brings us up to him. I wrote something there, so I hope you get it. It's saying that prayer is not bringing God down to us, to our level then. It's bringing us up to God. But I wrote something there says some of us are too heavy. We can't go up to God because we are stuck in our ways of sin. We're carrying so many baggages that we can't go up. We pray, we pray, we pray. We can't even be lifted up. So we need to start to download, get rid of some of the baggages if we want to go up. Be lifted up in Christ. Be lifted up by the Spirit of God. Is a blockage. Let's look. Skip one paragraph and go down to the next. Jesus himself, while he dwelt amongst men, was often in prayer. Wow. Our Savior identifies himself with our needs and weaknesses. In that, we became a suppliant. So, a petitioner, speaking from his father, fresh supplies of strength, mercy. So, again, he's saying that when he was down here, he himself needed strength from his father. So, he's saying now he can supply our need. Why aren't we not seeking that fresh supply? Why aren't we not praying more since Jesus was here, he understands. 
He is our Savior. And if you go to the top of the other page, you know, just try to follow. And if the Savior of men, the Son of God, felt the need of prayer, how much more should feeble, sinful mortals feel the necessity of fervent, constant prayer? This is a sign. He's saying, if he may see the need to pray, what about us? He's trying to encourage us to Sister White's writing that we should see the need to pray. We are feeble. We are nobody. And he who comes to save humanity sees the need of prayer. Why shouldn't we emulate and follow him, imitate him? And go after praying, praying fervent prayer. Skip a few lines down. It says, what a wonder it is that we pray so little. God is ready and willing to hear the sincere prayer of the humblest of his children. And yet there is much manifest reluctance on our part to make known our wants to God. What can the angel of heaven think of poor, helpless human beings who are subjected to temptation? Yeah, the angels wonder, how comes we're not happening with more prayer? They are looking down on us and say, we're so feeble and need God, and we barely pray. We don't go to prayer meetings. We don't take part in prayer. We do everything else but pray. They're really concerned and say, wow, they just can't get it. That prayer prayer unlock heaven. Prayer reach deep into the souls and, and move the hand of God, and we're still not doing it. Mercy. Let's look at the end of that page, it says there are certain conditions upon which we must expect that God will hear and answer our prayers. One of the first of these is that we fe- we feel our need of help from Him. Mercy. He has promised. So, so we have to feel the need that we need help. And I'm kind of skipping some because I'm going to go back to that scripture to wrap up. If you skip and go down a couple more paragraphs, it says, if we regard iniquity in our hearts, if we cling to any known sin, the Lord will not hear us. But the prayer of the penitent, contrite soul is always accepted. Those are deep words, man. Any sin. So why don't we just search for the sins first in our life so we can get rid of them before we go to pray? Why we love to jump on our knees and offer prayers when we know that our hearts are not right with God? We know. Because we are doing some things. We are doing some things to people. We are biting people. We are stabbing people in the back. Why should we then come to the mercy seat and expect God to turn a blind eye? No wonder we're not getting answers to prayer because 
we are not emptying ourselves of sin. We are not coming with fervent hearts to God. So how can he? If you look at the top of page 67, page 67, it's really deep. I think for me this is kind of a deeper part. So when our prayers seem not to be answered, we are to cling to the promise. I, I think we ought to underline that. If you don't have a step to Christ, you need to just write that down. Because a lot of people don't go to prayer meetings because their prayers are not being answered. They are tired of going and coming back the same. They are just tired. So people are not showing up. If you are showing up to prayer meetings and prayers were, were being answered, Oh, the prayer meeting will be full. I'm telling you. There will be no room for sleep because there's deliverance, there's there's answers to prayer, but we're not getting answers. So he's saying that if you pray all the time and you're not getting no answers, turn to the promise. The promises are true. So listen to what it says then when you turn to the promise. For the time of answering will surely come. I don't know. Do you believe that? Some people saying, but I've been praying for this thing for three months, for three years, and it seems like God is not answering. Where is he? Everybody I pray for, their prayers are answered. But mine, you don't remember me. Hello? I think we need to underline. I'm reading it again. When our prayers seem not to be answered, we are to cling to the promise. Hold the promise and tell the Lord, you promised this, so I know it's going to be done. Then it says, for the time of answering will surely come, and we shall receive the blessing we need most. Mercy. But to claim that prayer will always be answered in the very way and for the particular thing that we desire. Okay, so let, let's look at it again. If you if you come to God and you cling to the promise and you wait on him, it will come to pass. But if you pray and say, Lord, this is how I want it. This is what I'm expecting. She's saying here that it's presumptuous. It's presumption. If you come to God and you don't come with the right attitude, with a, a contrite heart, with an open heart, you come in a way, you know, to God like you're forceful and, you know. So it all goes back to the heart. If God is too wise to err, you should underline that. It meant that if we come and claim the promise, he's going to answer. He's too wise to err and too good to withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. Underline uprightly. A lot of us are praying, 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 prayer warriors, but we are not upright. We know we're in sin. We know we're doing some little dry lies and, and adultery and all different things, but we come expecting. It's presumption. We, we don't understand. Underline 
if we walk upright. God is too wise to err and too good to withhold mercy. Mercy. To withhold good things from them that walk uprightly. Then it says, then do not fear to trust him. Even though you do not see the immediate answer to your prayers, rely upon his sure promise. Ask and it shall be given you. Mercy, mercy, mercy. This is deep. This is deep. This is deep. I want you to go to one verse, and that is Isaiah 44, verse 3. And it says, for I will pour out, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. If you stop there, it's the mode of prayer. We have to approach God like we are really thirsty. If you are really, really thirsty, you're going to seek water. Take on that desire right now. Where you want God, the seeking God, you are thirsty, you want Him, you desire Him, you want Him to answer your prayers. There's a need. If you desire Him, it's going to be like Elijah praying for rain. You pray one time, He didn't quit. You pray twice, even though the discouragement, He didn't quit. He kept persevering because he said, no, you are God. You said, if we ask, it shall be given. I'm not stopping. You know, I'm going to stay here the rest of the night. I'm asking. If you, if we are thirsty, he promised he will give us that water. He will answer the desire of our heart. I don't think we are thirsty enough. Perhaps we don't have enough calamities within our lives. Perhaps we're not going through any miry clay situation. We're not going through the Damascus Road. We, we're having things too easy. Perhaps the Lord needs to take us to a dry land. Perhaps we need to go into the wilderness. Perhaps we need a testing so the Lord can teach us what it is when there is no water. God is saying, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Are you thirsty? And floods upon the dry land. Are you dry for the Lord? Do you have a need for him to come in? Do you feel like I'm searching for him so much that I'm dry? I need the flood. I need to be watered. I need his assistance. Is that great desire popping up in you? Is that what you need to take off? You need a dry ground to be watered during this fast. You need a change of situation. You need an altitude. You need to gain ground. You need to take off. You know, you need a high level speed. The, 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 you need to, to, to increase, you know, and he decreased. 
No, he, we increase in Christ and self-decrease. Do you need a change? Do you need to go to a higher altitude? You know, what do you need? What do you need to do? Do you feel that need of change? He said that he will pour water upon him that is thirsty and flood upon the dry land. I will pour my spirit upon the seed, Lord, upon the entire family. If you want to look at it on the seed that is planted, that it will start to germinate. It will start to break forth and it will come forth and start to spring up and bear. Do you want to be that seed where the water of God, the power of God, he said you have to feel the need of thirst of the righteousness. He's going to pour out his righteousness upon us if we are thirsty. If you're thirsty, you seek water. That's it. If you're thirsty, you're going to seek water. It says, and my blessing upon thy offspring, everything you touch, your children, your husband, your wife, your niece, your nephew, everything, everyone that comes from your root will be blessed. Everything that you eat from what you plant, from the seed, when it breaks forth out of the ground, Lord, Lord of mercy, this is really powerful. This is powerful. This is powerful. You know, before I close, the Lord reminds me of my favorite verse. Just go back to Isaiah 41 and look at verse 17. And it says, Isaiah 41, verse 17, when the poor and needy seek water and there is none. We're talking about thirst. Thirst after righteousness. Thirst because you need to be more prayerful. You need to more to be more direct. We need to be thirsty for his righteousness. Look at that. It says when the poor and needy. You know who is the poor and needy? People who need the Lord. People who seek in God, who have the desire. You you want God. You want a closer walk. You want a better relationship. You want to come higher. It says when the poor and needy seek water there is not Lord on the line. When you seek water and there's none, it meant that you're thirsty. There's nothing. There's, there's none. And your tongue faileth a thirst. Your tongue is sticking to your mouth. It's dry. He says, I, the Lord, will hear them. We're talking about a different thirst here, but he's comparing it to water. Listen, he's bringing it to our level so you understand when you need some water, you can't find any. You know, the, the Lord is teaching and showing us something really supernaturally powerful this morning. He's saying, when there is none, it means you can't find any. He's saying, I, the Lord, will hear them. 
I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. And listen, he says in verse 18, I will open up rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valley. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Lord of mercy. God is saying, I will break what river in your life, river of Holy Ghost power. I will pour out upon you in this 21 days of fast. I will bring you to a mountain, to a valley where you can drink, where water never usually flows. I will allow my Holy Ghost power to start to bring you revelation in this time of need, in this time of nothingness. That's when my power is going to be resurrected in the place where there usually be no water. Blessings is going to come in, a, in abundance. Lord of mercy. You ever see lake of water in wilderness? The dry place will just dust. He said he will open rivers in high places. Water is going to flow down your mind. The Holy Ghost power is going to cover you. His protection is going to be over you. You ever see a fountain flow? Like a fountain where the water is coming up and just circulating. Imagine you see a fountain like a spring just coming up. The water, pool of water, fresh water. That's how the Lord is saying, I will do for you during this fast. I know I have to stop, but listen. Verse 19 says, it's not only that I'm going to do. I'm going to add some more blessings. In verse 19, I will plant in the wilderness the cedar. You know what? The cedar trees that smell so good, the cedar that everybody used for that wood, that's blessing. He said, when I give you water, I'm going to add extra blessing. When my Holy Spirit comes down upon you, it's going to replenish. It's going to bring you prosperity. It's going to bring you money because wood, cedar is money. Cedar. Hello, somebody. He's going to bring you the shittar tree he's going to plant. You know what is the shittar tree? This is a heavy tough tree. Some people say it's the same tree that the Ark of the Covenant was made of. It's a blessed tree. And he said, not only that, I'm going to bring you the plant, the myrtle tree and the oil tree. The oil tree, you're going to have your own gas station. And he says, I will set in the desert the fir tree. You can use it. Mercy. To make clothing, the fir tree and the pine tree and the box tree together. That they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. Only God can do this. This morning, the Lord is saying, when people see your blessing pouring out and your basket multiplying, the enemy is going to come and realize that only the hand of God has done this. It's not me. This is not ordinary. It cannot be me. When people look and see the blessings coming in abundance, they realize that you are a fire warrior, that you have been going to the mercy seat. You know, the Lord has been showing me to claim Psalm 21. 
if you have a business playing Psalms 21, you have to really understand it, though. You have to study it. What it is is granting favor. Every time we pray for our businesses, we need to claim Psalms 21. God promised favor for his people. So no matter how people speak ill and be grudgeful, be envious, they cannot stop a man with a righteous heart. No matter what you do and try to stop somebody from flourishing who loves the Lord, it's the more it's going to grow. No matter how you cut it down and clip it, it's going to spring up. Because we heard the supply of water. It doesn't matter, brethren. I am so happy because the blessing of the Lord is coming in many ways for me. It doesn't matter. I never complain. I never worry that I haven't worked for how many months and this. No, because blessings is always coming that overflow. God is saying it doesn't matter your predicament this morning what you're in. You may be just getting funds from the government. You're not working. Nothing is happening for you. The blessings just come. We just have to go with that good heart, that good heart, and be thirsty for righteousness. Not for material things, for righteousness. And when God comes to bless you, people will say anything, any negative thing to stop you. But you see, the people who go after the righteous people are not really getting it. That they are fighting a losing battle. Because when the Lord bless you, no man can curse you. It doesn't matter what they do to stop you. When one door is closed, ten more is going to open. And when they push you out of one situation, you're going to be pushed into a multi-million dollar situation. I'm telling you, that's how the blessing of the Lord works. Brethren, let's be thirsty. Let's go after righteousness. Let's cling to his promises this morning. Let's think in these days as we close and come close to the 21 days of fasting that we come, we gird up ourselves and pray more fervent. Pray that our sins will be forgiven. Don't come and then ignore everything and just praying for other things. No. It's a cleansing. It's a time where the heart is going to be renewed and be replenished when the Lord is going to pour out that water that we come seeking, that water that is going to help us to grow and be the right seed and replenish and, and multiply and be a blessing to others, to our families and friends. Please. Allow the water to be poured out upon you. And many things is going to happen. I just pray this morning that God's people will take heed and let the Spirit of the Lord reign supremely as we continue to press to this prayer and fast. And may the God of glory be with us. May he strengthen us. This is my prayer. In Jesus' name, may we go in grace. God bless you as we'll now have the prayer request. In Jesus' name.
Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.